0: Welcome to The Leader's Guide, the podcast made for today's leaders who are looking to make a difference in their life and the lives of others. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Leader's Guide podcast. I am incredibly excited to be with you all per usual and even more so to be with our guest here today. Our guest is named Ken Hoffman. And the first time I met Ken was last July in 2021, when I was interviewing for a server assistant position at Pocino Annex in Tempe. At the time, he was the general manager. And throughout all my training, I felt like every host, server, and bartender told me how they had never worked for a more kind, fair, and values-driven leader that cared about them as people before as employees. And it didn't take me long to realize why he gets just such high regard in that company culture. And since then, he's moved up to area director for Upward Project, which is actually the parent company that owns Postino, Rad Taco Shop, Federal Pizza, Windsor, and Churned. See, I could go on and on about our guests today, but luckily I don't have to. Ken, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Alex. Appreciate you having me. Yes,
0: yeah, so I, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you got an incredibly busy schedule. And um, for our audience, I guess I'm excited to for today because I know that Postino Annex going around ASU campus is, is a very popular spot. Everyone knows it's a favorite in Tempe and just Postino in general, but um, you've worked at Postino for a number of years and through Upward Projects. Do you mind just introducing yourself to our audience a little bit about your professional journey?
1: Sure. Yeah. I've been with Upward Projects. I just celebrated my three-year anniversary in January. Um, I've been in the hospitality industry for over 20 years. Uh, started at a senior citizen retirement facility as a server um, and I've basically worked my way through restaurants. I uh, got into restaurant management uh, about 10 years ago um, and where I started, got lucky to uh, start as a GM uh, with a local restaurant, St. Francis. Um, worked there as a GM, worked my way through some bumps and bruises through there um, and then that parlayed into an opportunity with Upward Projects.
0: So how'd you go about finding Upward Projects? Congratulations on your three-year anniversary as well, by the way.
1: Yeah, thank you. You know, um, working at St. Francis was Central Phoenix, about half a mile from the block. You know, we heard heard a lot about Upward Projects. They were always talked about by the community. Um, And the culture and how they took care of their people was always what we heard on the outside. Um, We really got a chance to feel that when they would have their holiday party, uh, would close at four o'clock and the community would flood into St. Francis. We were always so busy and we knew something was going on when our business would spike like that. Um, and just hearing our guests talk about why they go to Upward Projects and the people that they hire and the, um, just, they always spoke so highly of it. So when my time with uh, Chamberlain Hospitality came to an end, uh, it seemed like the perfect time to give it a try and see if they backed up what everybody said. Um, and I turned down a couple offers from other restaurant groups, including Fox. I mean, I didn't even have a job at upper projects yet, but I just felt, I just felt drawn to them. And it really was the culture and the values, um, you know, hence why, you know, we were so excited about bringing you on board because we felt like you fit into that as well.
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And just for our listeners as well, the block is like a, in central Phoenix, this, Area where there's a Postino, Joyride, Federal, Windsor, and all the Upward project-based restaurants are all there. So I guess you kind of uh were a little bit familiar with that before you got to jump into it. And when you first started with Upward, what position did you take, and what concept were you at?
1: Yeah, I I was hired as a bench GM. Um, I had actually interviewed for the area director position, Um, and now looking back, I'm glad uh, we went about it the way we did. You know, they didn't think I was a Good fit yet for area director they brought me on as a general manager i mean, i think that speaks to upward projects uh, just because you may not fit a specific uh, role that you may be applying for if they feel that you're value aligned we, we want to find a place to get you uh, into the organization you know and that's exactly what happened um, and i think i'm where i am today because they saw potential um, but wanted to help me grow and develop into the role I was ultimately applying for. So I got brought on as a bench GM, went through training. I was actually sent to uh, Pocino Annex once I completed training to help during graduation. Um, and then the general manager at Pocino Central left to have a baby, and that's uh, when they moved me and I had my own store. was there for two and a half years before getting moved back to Annex, uh, where I took over for a GM that they, that they uh, had to move on from. And then the rest is history from there. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. So you spent some time at, at Postina Annex, which is our, our favorite location down in Tempe. And um, I guess just you mentioned that with Upward Project, something that's different is the culture and the values, the way they treat their employees. Can you speak a little bit on that? Because I think that I, I have so many friends who are going into different job positions right now where they're looking at the benefits and looking at the salary and looking at just potential for growth within a company, but the culture and how they're treated as employees is something that isn't often seen until you actually start working with a company. So what is that like working with Upward?
1: Yeah. You know, a lot of companies have a mission statement. A lot of people have values that they um, want their staff to live by, uh, but it's got to be more than just words on a paper. Uh, And that's what I think is special about Upward Projects. It's something we really try to live and breathe and incorporate into every facet of the business. You know, the mission statement is very short and sweet and to the point, and it's make people feel good. Um, And that extends beyond just our guests. No, truly it starts with the employees. If we make the employees feel good, they will inherently take care of our guests, which they will feel good. Um, And that mission statement is supported by six core values. Um, Be authentic and humble. Act with integrity, bring good energy, get extraordinary results, achieve as a team and inspire with hospitality. And, you know, when you really break those down, I feel these are values that you should be living by in your personal life as well as your professional life. And I think that is something, at least for me personally, why I think I've had so much success at Upward Projects is because I bought into those as ideals for me just to live by and had already done that. Um, in addition to professionally, when you do that, it, it's it's seamless and it's authentic uh, versus feeling like you're doing it um, just because the company wants to. And I think that's what our employees and our guests can feel. You know, we many times see in our Yelp reviews that the staff just seems so happy to be there, and those are to me those are the best reviews that we can possibly get. In fact, at Annex, when I was there the first time. We had a review. It was a negative re- review because the guests thought the staff was too happy. That is a type of negative review that we are more than happy to see um, because that's what we want. We want our staff to be happy. We want them to be having fun. And I think that leads to so many other you know, positive outcomes.
0: Yeah, I love that. I know that's, that's honestly a question that I get asked as a server right now to some of my tables. They ask, like, is everybody actually like each other, like you, yeah. it seems like you do. And is it actually like nice to work here? And I'm like, I love working here. Like it, it's the people are great. The culture is great. It's that's the thing that would keep me at a restaurant more than anything else or keep me at any job or make me move on is the culture and how people are with one another. And that's where I'd love to tie in, just talking with you and leadership and everything else, because something that I always admired with you and working with you at Annex and working with you as our, as our general manager is you don't just you know, share these values and talk these values, but you walk the talk. You know We see these values and our mission lived out in your, your leadership and how you treat your employees, how you treat everybody else. And I'd love to break that down a little bit. Some of the values that we have just with Upward Project, those six that you mentioned before, but then also some of your personal values that have driven you into being the leader that you are. So if you don't mind, like, I'd love to just go through those six values that you mentioned and just talk about like what those mean to you and how that is embodying that, as you had said before, has helped you become the leader that you are today. Because I think that's so important is understanding your values and then living your values. And that brings so much clarity in any scope within our, our business, but in any individual lives or within any business, understanding who you are allows you to better be that person and be that company, right?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, really, before we touch on any of the six core values, how I really try to approach it, you know, we all know the cliche that you spend more time with the people you work with than your own family, right? Um, Because of that, that's how I try to approach forming a team or being a part of a team. It's a family. Um, It's not that we all have to want to go grab a beer together after work or be best friends, but there has to be some level of respect. Uh, You are trying to formulate a team and put different personalities and personalities that complement each other. You know, it's not a popularity contest, but you want to be around good people. You know, you want to be around these people and not, um, I guess, despise them after a long week. Right. So it Mm -hmm. starts there um, with a, a family mindset um and trying to put together a team of the best people possible we can teach and train anything about you know the hospitality industry and in a lot of industries you can teach somebody the skills you need them to have but you can't teach a person to be authentic and humble to take to that coaching um so that's kind of where we start but yeah absolutely you know um we can go through the the core values you know so be authentic and humble um you know what that really boils down to in my opinion is knowing your strengths and weaknesses um, seeking feedback, being able to be coachable, um, actively listening to understand the perception of others. You know, when it comes to leaders, a lot of times people finally get that title or get a little bit of power and it goes straight to their head. Um, or they want to, you know, let's say flex their muscle um, more than necessary to try to gain the respect of the team. And that's not really what, what we preach at upper projects is yes, you might have the title, but you're no different than anybody else. And we encourage, we empower the team to coach up um, and hold their leaders accountable. And as Mm -hmm. a leader, you need to remain coachable because we also have opportunities and things we can work on.
0: Yeah. I think that's when it comes to leadership and to the leaders that I admire, humility is one of the, for me, most attractive attributes, you know, it's not thinking that you're any better than your peers and the people that you're serving. And that's for me, what leadership is, is about the people that you're able to serve. And The more positional power you gain, the more responsibility you have to serve the people around you, right? So, um, and I'd love to come back to that, that building a family and that team aspect. But since we're rolling with the the values right here, that idea of being authentic and humble, you mentioned that that's not like, it's a difficult thing to teach. It's something that you more just kind of bring to the table. How is that kind of knowing that having that value shifted your approach in leadership?
1: I think you got to start with understanding we can't do it alone. There's a reason why we're forming a team. There's a reason why you're leading a team. Um, So you have to understand at the end of the day, you need and want your people to succeed and to help you grow. No one likes turnover uh, for many reasons, but more so because you never really find your continuity, right? It's hard Mm -hmm. to move forward when you're constantly starting over. Um, So having a level of respect for your team and to your point, it doesn't come easy. So you need to have a team around you that is willing to call call you out um, when you need to be called out. You know when they tell you, "Hey, I don't think that landed well." You know I, I know you've experienced some leaders where sometimes the the words don't land the way they intend, and they need to know that, and they need to have an opportunity to um, a, adjust uh, to try again to communicate better uh, and to grow. We would give that to any, let's say hourly employee and the salary leaders deserve the same opportunity.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think that's something that I could see from day one, just working at Upward and then just even being in a, a customer going to any of the different restaurants is anytime you're, you're working with a server, you know, you're, you're, you know, that you're getting that individual as your server, you know, it's not like you're getting a cookie cutter mold. That's given a script to go up to a table, but that idea of being authentic and being humble and, That bring your authentic self to every interaction that you have. How do you think like that helps build that team mentality when you're able to embrace yourself authentically in a workplace?
1: Yeah, it brings the best out of people. You know, for too many years, as far for my example, or excuse me, for my experiences coming up, um, always felt like I had to fit into somebody else's mold, right, and make sure I was who somebody else wanted me to be. But when you're your true authentic self, I think people are going to get the best version of you. And especially in today's society um, with everything being so polarizing and and everyone has their opinion, like just be yourself and be true to yourself. Um, And that is why I think a lot of people are attracted to upward projects. You know, if you go into any store, um, just the diverse workforce that you'll see, you know, it's pretty incredible. Um, And a lot of people find themselves you know if you think about the staff that you and I you know we're working with at Annex um, these are young kids at a time of their life where we think you know it all but are still trying to figure yourself out Um, and to watch people grow and blossom because we give them that safe space to be who they are obviously within you know parameters like you can't just do and act however you want but to see people grow and evolve you truly get uh, the best out of them in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And I think that that it allows people to build that connection in an authentic way with not only each other, but the people that you're serving at tables or just in general, which anytime you're on a team, if you're able to be yourself, bring your own ideas. And I feel like that opens up, like you were saying, the pathway to innovation and everything else when you're able to, as a team, embrace those differences within it.
1: Absolutely. You know, we have something called, I think, um, you know which allows people to submit ideas and thoughts that they have, whether good, bad, and different. You know about leaders, their coworkers, the business. You know it really is general, and whatever people want to reach out for. And a lot of changes in the company have come from that, um, from people being able to give, you know, their honest opinion about what they think the company needs to do different or how to be better. Um, and that has really driven some some positive impact. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think it's great. It's one of the the parts of the company culture that I think is just so foundational and ingrained. And then building off of that, going on to some of our other values uh, you mentioned acting with integrity, acting with integrity. I feel like this one kind of speaks to itself, but for you, how does this show up within the teams that you, that you work with and then within your own leadership?
1: Yeah. You know, when I think about this, you, you need to be a positive role model to others. Um, practice what you preach, right? So often, you know, I know leaders that I have worked under, um, they tell you to do one thing, but they wanna do the other and you lose a lot of respect for them and pretty quickly. Um, And so I've tried to model my leadership using some of the negative, or excuse me, the the leaders I feel had some opportunities, I try to do the opposite and leaders that I felt uh, were positive role models, I try to emulate as much as I could, you know, from them. Um, But I think it also incorporates building trust through personal accountability. Um, You have to be able to admit when you were wrong um, or when maybe an idea that someone else has might fit better in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it also incorporates like being consistent and following through on on commitments. You know, it kind of ties right back into the building trust through personal accountability. Um, If you don't do what you say you're going to do, you're going to lose that trust. Uh, and all of these relationships that you're building are, are built on trust.
0: Yeah, that, that's heard that for years and years. Just the importance of trust in a relationship. When when I was in a high school, we had a uh, slogan that started when I was a freshman that was all about integrity. But it said, "How do you live your life when no one's watching?" Yeah, I think that yeah, that's a, that's a huge that that's always rung with me. And that idea of integrity is not just like you know when somebody's standing there do you do the right thing but do you do the right thing even if nobody knows that you do the right thing
1: yeah absolutely you know um that's an example what you just mentioned there of what you can't teach right so when we're hiring we're trying to find people that we believe that that is how they would act that they would do it no matter who's watching uh, because that can lead to a lot of problems if you, if you don't trust in people and trust that they would do the right thing when you're not watching because we can't watch mm-hmm. and be uh, be there to catch every little thing yeah, yeah absolutely I agree
0: yeah it's tough to build that that cohesive family team when when you don't have that integral aspect of trust there yeah. and with that going on to the next one you you're talking about is bringing good energy I think this is this is the one part of our values that I think people notice the most um, is the energy that we bring yeah. as employees what are, what are your thoughts on bringing good energy and how that's impacted your experiences
1: You got to have passion for what you do. We all know how hard the hospitality industry is and how um, you can be treated at times, but you got to rise above that. Um, And you've got to have a passion for what you do uh, to go through all of that. Um, And that's hard to find. You know, we we often talk about uh, how we're hosting a party, you know, since we're inviting people into our home and you wouldn't bring low energy to your guests, right? When you answer the door and see them for the first time or as they need things throughout their time at your house, you would have a ton of energy with them. And that's what's important to bring every day. Um, and especially us as leaders, we really have to, to strive to do it every day, to be consistent um, and make people happy to come to work. You know, there will be times when you, you maybe don't have the energy, but that's where you come together as a team. And that's when your teammates will lift you up, you know, if you're having a rough day, but really trying to set that, that standard every day Um, You know, I do also think bringing good energy also involves, like, rewarding and recognizing um, and developing others, and that's something I think that um, we at Upward Projects, you know, really hang our hat on this. You know, we do quarterly staff meetings where we celebrate MVPs and anniversaries. You know, we're budgeted money to buy personalized gifts for the winners in these categories or someone celebrating their anniversary, um, you know, versus just, you know, I've been at companies where you just get a little piece of paper, or certificate or a little plaque. But no, we actually get to know our, our, our team, our family um, and buy them something personalized. I think that's very impactful. You know, development of others, you know, that brings an energy because when people are confident in their knowledge on a topic, that's when you get the best out of them as well. So developing others, giving that honest feedback, building that trust, you know, helps them to be able to exude that, that great energy as they're working you know, and then also I think it's like approaching challenges with a can-do attitude. Um, you know, sometimes we don't want to be nice to that guest that just yelled at us, but that's our job as hospitality. We need to approach that challenge with a can-do attitude. I can win them over. I can make them forget about uh, the negative experience they had and turn them into raving fans. You know, and that also goes with our staff. We're going to gonna put we're gonna heads You know, coworkers are not going to see eye to eye, but approaching that challenge with a can-do attitude and ensuring that you're communicating, coming together and understanding that we're we're here to work together um, and to achieve one common goal. And that's to make people feel good.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think that really ties into our our greater mission there. And I think with hospitality, it's very easy to see where that comes in. And I think that when, at least for me personally, whenever I've had a good or bad experience at at a hotel, at a restaurant, or anything like that, it's kind of centered around this. it's Even if, if maybe the, the, the food was a little bit late or something came out not completely correct, did my server bring the energy that kind of elevated, helped elevate my experience? And that really makes a difference. And I know that um, a lot of people that are listening maybe aren't in hospitality and aren't in those direct, quote, service industries, even though I believe all industries are. But um, that idea of bringing good energy, how does that apply to like the team's that you're in or, um, in building a team or working with a new team that you're going into?
1: Yeah. You know, I really think no matter what industry you're in, the, having a passion for what you do is really, you know, where it starts. Um, I think that's why, you know, you know, the cliche of, um, higher, slow, fire, fast, you know, you really want to take the time to find that passion in people find something that they're passionate about to see if they are capable of bringing that energy. You know, a lot of people are just trying to find a job and that's not what we're looking for. I mean, I don't think that's what anybody should be looking for. You should be looking and taking the time to find the people um, that can bring that energy. Cause that is what will help build a successful team. You know, that's, what's going to um, push it to the next level is if you have a lot of like-minded individuals um, that have the passion and energy to do it, it, no job is easy. You can always, you know, find hardships in those jobs, but if you're at least having fun while you're doing it, or if you at least enjoy the people you're around, it does make it easier to attack, you know, the day-to-day activities of whatever industry or job you're in.
0: Yeah. I, I think that I, I love that, that it's a cliche, but like the idea of uh, hire slow, fire fast uh, is very interesting. Cause I think that even right now coming out of a uh, pandemic and everything else, a lot of like the service-based industry, And frankly, a lot of labor-based industries and stuff like that are just so in need of employees and in need of work and in need of um, just people that they kind of gloss over that part of just what are we really looking for? Or even just, you can go pretty big with that, but like people trying to go into intimate relationships or with friendships, you just say like, I just want to be with somebody or I just want to connect with somebody. You glance over, Hey, what's actually really important to me. Do these people align with these values that we're trying to create, which is, from hearing you talk is kind of one of the most important aspects to building that team. You know, it's not the acting out of desperation, but, or reacting out of desperation, but acting out of preparation and building that preparation based off of the values and the mission that you've established and do those align with the direction you're trying to take your team or your company.
1: Yeah. I mean, you you know, you mentioned even in your personal life, you know, a lot of people that just want to be in a relationship well, that relationship doesn't end up working out typically uh, because they rushed into it. And to your point, they didn't find someone that either met their values or actually um, filled some of those desires that people have, you know, and when you think about the with the team in the workplace, yeah, you're absolutely right. We do need to move quickly through the process so we don't lose people. Um, but what we're not willing to um, forego is, you know, we have, we have, you uh, practices in place where you have to have a minimum of two interviews. you have to be able to get um, some differing opinions, um, ensure that multiple leaders have interviewed these people to ensure that they are the right, that we're not missing anything, that we aren't hiring out of desperation. You know, it's really the difference between recruiting and hiring. You know, hiring is more to a need. Recruiting is trying to find the best people. And I think that's one reason why I admire Upward Projects, you know, and back to my personal um, entry into the company was a bench position, which essentially meant there was no true like home or store to put me in, but they felt like my skills and me as a person were someone that they didn't want to lose. So they brought me on and had me support stores until there was a spot for me. And I think that really speaks to, you know, trying to cultivate that team. When you find someone that you think belongs, you find a way to get them in and you don't lose out on good talent. You know? And through that and through what people have felt from us when they're um, going through the process, we've actually had people that have put other positions and other jobs on hold, haven't taken interviews, or have put a hold on offers because they just felt something different and special about what we're doing, you know. And it it started in the beginning with Lauren Bailey and Craig DeMarco when Postino was one unit before Upper Project was even founded, you know. So it. It started with that foundational piece and then they just continue to add people that wanted to help that um, help evolve that. And that's how we've gotten here you know 20 years later.
0: Yeah, I think that's huge. I think that that is, that is, I think one of the most important aspects is I love that you said the recruiting versus hiring and talking about the difference between that because it, it's yeah, it builds that long-term success because you're not having that high turnover and, and you're not worrying about the different employees that maybe aren't succeeding because you hired them too fast and everything else and kind of ties into the, the fourth value you mentioned of posting, which is get extraordinary results or of upward. Um, this idea of getting extraordinary results. Uh, I, I That's again, pretty self-explanatory, but why is that a so important and a value and how has that shown up for you and your leadership?
1: Yeah, you know, um, just being competitive right this doesn't necessarily always have to be financially driven um well having that desire for continual learning um never feeling like you know it all that you can always learn something from someone or from something um and pushing yourself to continue to be the best um that's one thing i've enjoyed in this company is that natural competition you know it's friendly competition but we take it serious like we want to win and I've been in this industry a long time. I've worked outside of this industry in some large companies like Boeing and Honeywell, um, but I've never worked around this great a collective of people from your dishwashers on up to our, you know, our C-suite, and um, and I, I really think that's what it is. It's that it's that drive to be the best you can be and to continually learn to help get those extraordinary results. Um, you know, I think as leaders. One of the things for us with that to to achieve and get these extraordinary results, also to anticipate potential issues, be critical thinkers, um, having a well thought out plan. Like these are things we have to do. There's not going to be anyone else that's going to do that for us. We have to have that plan, that plan to to get those extraordinary results and then attack it relentlessly um, to go get it. And that inspires our people to follow with us you know these core values literally build on each other right so we've already talked about building the trust and accountability bringing the energy and now you put that plan you're a critical thinker your team's going to follow you they're going to follow you they're going to run through brick walls for you they're going to do whatever it is to help you achieve these results because again like we talked about earlier you can't do it alone Mm -hmm. we got to do it together
0: yeah i that reminds me of uh one of my favorite other favorite leaders and uh is his name is Brian Buffini and he owns a, he has a podcast and he's a big real estate coach and um, owns one of the largest coaching companies in North America, but he is an immigrant from um, Ireland and he always talks about how his dad was a, he was a painter when he was growing up and the biggest lesson his dad ever taught him was about putting your name on your work. It's like when you leave at the end of the day, are you okay putting your name on that or more importantly, putting somebody else's name on that. And it's at, upward projects at Postino, I think that that's something that it ties into that extraordinary, get extraordinary results is like when you leave a table, when you leave a job, when you leave even the dishes that you just washed, do you feel confident in putting your name on it and having somebody from a highest level come over and examine your work and assess your table and say, Hey, how has this guy been doing? And, um, are you proud of the results and the work that you're putting into everything?
1: Yeah, you know what you just said there reminded me. And I'm, I'm going to have to paraphrase. I don't remember verbatim, uh, but outside uh, the back door at Joyride, um, there's a quote that's something along the lines of "work so hard that your signature becomes an autograph,"
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that kind of resonated when you when you talked about that. You know, and it's it's true, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. And let's see, working, I guess, into our next, this is the, the value we've kind of been talking about for everything, but again, something that makes Postino so, or upwards so different on the back end is the idea of achieving as a team. Um, we talked so much about the building a team and, and making a team and everything else. And why is it so important, so important that it's one of our values, but to achieve as a collective team?
1: Yeah, you can't do it alone. Right. But, you know, to your point, we have talked a lot about the team. I think another aspect or lens to think about this one under is around communication, you know, clear and effective communication so that the team can succeed. Um, and I think as leaders um, that is something that is really important and some something where I think I have really grown in my time with upward projects um, clear, honest, and effective communication. It doesn't always, this does not mean that um, it's a bunch of fluff and it's just to make, people have a false sense of security. Like it just needs to be honest and take the emotion out of it. Right. It's not a, a you versus me. When you have that team mentality, you know, I need you, we need each other. You need us. We need to be able to do this together. So I'm going to give you the real and make sure you understand where your strengths are, where your opportunities are so that you can be better. Um, you know, and I think that kind of ties into like our discipline practice of progressive discipline, right? It You can remove the emotion because you're going to just be honest and clear in what the opportunities are. You're going to help people build and give them a chance to be better and be there for them along the way. Um, And I think that's really one way that you can, you know, achieve as a team. You know, we, I I mentioned briefly earlier about empowering the staff and the people around you to hold each other accountable. Um, And I think that's an important part of achieving as a team is everyone's got to be a contributor, encourage those around you, lift each other up to get the results um, but that goes up just like it comes, like it flows down. And I think that is a really important piece. You know, leaders need to be open, uh, to feedback from anyone. If you really want to get extraordinary results and achieve as a team, you need to be able to, to take that coaching and from whomever it comes from. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I, I love, I think one of the, one of the biggest ways that I see this idea is like achieving as a team is the, um, the ty- entire, aspect of, uh, um, team service, team service that we have just at, at all of our restaurants where it's not like it's one person's job to do one thing, but it's all of our jobs to kind of do everything. And there's pros and cons to that obviously, and compared to other restaurants, everything else. But I think that that really sets up that idea of achieving as a team, because at the end of the night um, we can look back and it's one person may have done really well. However, we all walk away with the same amount of hourly and everything else because we, we tip pool and, We do that, which encourages us to support one another. Someone's struggling in their section. We jump over and drop what we're doing to go and help them and support them and greet people and run food and run drinks and all that good stuff. And that for me is one of the biggest differences in working at a restaurant that embraces that idea of team service. And for you working a little bit more on the leadership side, how has that idea of achieving as a team and supporting one another helped you develop in your own leadership?
1: you know, really with trusting others, um, and delegation, you know, a lot of times as leaders, you feel like, um, you know, I I know I've heard so many times, you know, if you want it done right, do it yourself. Well, that will only work for so long. You know, you really need to be able to, to delegate, trust somebody else, but trust, but verify, Mm -hmm. right. So you ask someone to do something you have to follow up, make sure that it did get completed make sure it was done right. And if not, then you coach and develop, you know, and, that is really the biggest thing you know i've taken and tried to to grow as a leader you know um there are some instances and some scenarios where you know leaders can strap it all on their shoulders and and do it all and they can cover uh, all the opportunities of a team and make a team look good just by putting in that extra work but there are some instances where uh, whether it be the operation is too large you know or like posting no for example the restaurant's too big i can't just run around and cover the deficiencies of the team really need to focus on the growth and development and delegate and then sit back observe and truly you know be a leader and help and it it's tough but what it really takes a lot of is patience and i think that is something that a lot of leaders don't have is patience you know Mm -hmm. they forget what it was like to be in the shoes of these individuals whether it be new uh new hires to the company or whether it be based on someone's age and what they're going through in life like it's hard for people to put themselves back in those shoes when they have grown or moved past whatever phase people are in in their life, um, and I think that is an, an important characteristic of a leader, is that patience and empathy um, and understanding. You know, being down at Annex, the the demographic of the staff is fairly young. You know, you're talking about majority college students. Remembering what it was like to balance everything in life right? school, work. You want to have fun. Um, you know, all the struggles of life, breaking up with a partner, seems like the worst thing ever. And it just destroys your life, remembering what it was like to feel like that. And then helping your team and helping your people see through it, um, and giving them, you know, that support.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and I think that one of the biggest areas I see that, that idea of support just from our leadership is being down in the trenches with one of us, you know, when, when things get really busy, it's not like leadership's just in the bar- in the back, like barking orders, delegating, telling people where to go. But it's like if our host stand is completely overwhelmed, we'll see our management team over there helping seat people, helping run people, helping clear tables off. If I, I know I've been there with you where we've got a, a Saturday afternoon game day. We've got an ASU football game and the restaurant is packed three times past capacity and you're just doing nothing but sorting glassware the entire time so that we can keep everybody moving. And... That idea of achieving as a team stretches up to, for me, the leaders and not just the restaurant that we work at, but in any restaurant is, is being willing to support one another and that no job is too low for any individual to do, you know, no, no individual is too high to do any particular job. And I think that's, that's a huge idea with leadership and being able to just support your team, achieve as a team and being able to do what needs to be done in order to help everybody succeed
1: yeah you know we, we talk about having the plan right well thought out plan um sometimes you have to get in there you can have the plan and you can sit back and delegate and you can be the puppet master and pull the strings and, but sometimes it's just time to get down to work and get down to business and you got to get mm-hmm. in there and help your team um you know there are plenty of photos floating around uh, throughout my management career people have always found it funny when they see me with an apron on in the di- in the dish pit um you know we always joke i'm the highest paid dishwasher in the company uh, (laughs) but not not afraid to get my hands ready and help yeah where when and where it needs to happen right it's not going to be all the time but it does reinforce um the ideas of achieve as a team you know your team should see leaders doing things every now and again Um, that stuff spreads like wildfire you know people talk about it i still have people oh remember when you were in, in dish i thought that was so funny you know it's it's that lasting impression you leave with your team and it doesn't have have to happen all the time for it to have a major impact on people to mm-hmm. to then buy into you and respect you because they know he's he or she is they're willing to do it if need be you know yeah um, it really does help and it does to your point really tie home the achieve as a team and sometimes you need to show it in your actions and not just your words
0: yeah, that's huge that's huge and I, I guess all five of these values that we've currently discussed kind of tie into this last one, which is a little bit more external, but inspiring with hospitality. And this is a, a relatively newer value compared to the just history of the company is being able to inspire with hospitality. Can you talk about just a little bit about what that means, how the other values tie into that and how that's helped you develop as a leader?
1: Yeah. Um, but I'm going to talk internal before we even talk about our guests, you know, um, A goal every time I sit down with an employee is to whatever it is I need them to do, if it's a behavior change, if it's a task that I need them to go complete, you want to inspire them to do it. You know, it's no longer that they're going to do it just because you said so. Just because you're the boss, you told them to do it. You know, I don't even like my title. I don't like hearing my title because I don't view myself as a GM or now an area director. Like I'm a part of the team. um, And I think that helps me. Uh, inspire with hospitality um, is you you need people to be motivated and inspired to go do whatever it is you need them to do and you know in our industry it's to go take care of our guests right to provide those thoughtful gestures to our guests um, to make them feel seen and acknowledged and cared for like they have to go and make those guests feel that and it's got to be authentic you know and you can hear as we're talking about it we can keep pulling words and terms from the other core values so it really um, to your point, it is a new core value, but it is definitely one of the most important uh, because you can't get people to do things nowadays without inspiring them or getting them to understand the why behind it. You know, um, you can think about us as kids and what kids ask why like five times, right? Like that doesn't stop. That, that need to explain to someone why you need them to do it that alone can sometimes inspire them, you know, to go and accomplish that task or that change of behavior that you're looking for.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think that that's one of my, one of my personal favorite values is the idea of inspiring with hospitality. And I think what keeps people coming back to Postino over and over and draw red and federal and Windsor and churn is that idea of inspiring with our hospitality and going above and beyond for our customers. And, um, i know just like joking with that that competitive extraordinary results just with some of our other team members of it's like oh did you see me just inspire with hospitality by chasing (laughs) that chasing that customer down over the parking lot because they forgot their jacket at the um at the table or whatever else and i think for me that is what i love most about working at it with this company is the the decision making authority that we have when we're sitting at a table and. There is something that has gone wrong or something that is that is missing. And we have the ability to say, hey, like how can I help solve this problem with you? How can I help maximize this experience? I'm sorry that this didn't come out the way you wanted, or it's not it took a little bit long or anything else, but how can I help elevate this experience and then having that decision-making freedom to be able to provide that experience without necessarily needing to chase down a manager chase down somebody and asking, leaving the, the table already? Disgruntled and saying like, "Hey, what can I do about this?" and just being able to have that freedom to inspire with hospitality with every single one of our tables, whether it is a lot of the college age students and demographics that we get a lot around ASU and Postino you know, Annex, or some of the other different demographics that we get at all kinds of our different restaurants in and outside of Arizona. So I think that that is one of the the attributes that brings the most people back to our company, right?
1: Yeah, you mentioned it. Oh, oh. Around the time that this core value um, rolled out and some of the things that you were alluding to is our CRM program, the customer relationship management Um, that rolled out along with this six core value. Um, And that is something I think, again, that makes us different. You know, a lot of companies are concerned about their comps, right? Don't give anything away. Uh, It's the guest, the guest fault. Uh, We don't we don't give things away for free. We have the opposite approach. We're not worried about that comp line. Um, We know that investing in our guests, um, using the CRM tool to empower our staff to be able to take care of uh, negative guest experience, um, to just make a guest day to help them celebrate whatever it is that they're in store for, that's going to drive return business and it's going to pay for itself. And that is one of the things that I've admired most about this company and being a part of it is we're not penny pinching. We'd rather give away everything for free because we know it's going to pay dividends in the long run. We know that people are going to come back. And when you do it authentically, it doesn't feel forced. It's, it's genuine Um, people believe it. They understand, right? So, and that is at the base of all this is ensuring that it does come across in an authentic way, because we don't want to just, you know, uh, force it uh, or make it feel like we're doing it just because we're trying to check some boxes. Like, no, we're doing it just because we care. We care about you. We want to, we want to um, enhance your experience and help make you want to come back. You know, people work so hard for their money and decide where they want to go spend it. We want them to spend it at Post, you know, in Upward Projects. Um, and I think that's one of the, the beautiful things about our company, one of the things we try to do with our guests.
0: Yeah, I think that's amazing. It's, it's all about how can you use your values to add the most value to the people you're trying to serve, right? Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, that's what it is. And I appreciate you taking the time to just break down all six of these different values. And I know that while we utilize these in the hospitality and in our, in our restaurant industry, like you were kind of mentioning before, which is yourself and growing as a leader. Embracing these in your personal life, being authentic and humble, acting with integrity, bringing good energy, getting extraordinary results, achieving as a team, and then inspiring with hospitality—it are critical core values to just helping you grow as an individual and as a leader, so that you can learn to show up better in all aspects of your life.
1: Absolutely, you know, and I think if everyone, regardless of industry, really takes a look at those um, and tries to improve a little bit each day in some of these areas the world would be a better place, right? In addition to just workplaces, you know, the world would be because these are just about being a better person, looking out for for other people, empathizing with others, um, you know, not assuming being yourself, being comfortable in your own skin. Like all these things would make for, you know, a, a better world. So I, that is why, you know, I I feel like I have found a home at Upward Projects and will scream to the rooftops to anybody, you know, that is looking for, you uh, you know, a great place to work in the hospitality industry. You know, I think that we are doing things, you know, different and uh, different than most and trying to, to pave our own way, you know, and, and kind of change, change the mindset on how a lot of people view this industry. It hasn't always carried the best reputation. Um, and we're trying to change that one day at mm-hmm. a time and one slice of toast at a time. There we
0: go. <laughs> there we go. And there's, there's our, there's our lesson today. Ken, I appreciate you so much sharing all this wisdom from, Postino and Upward Projects are our favorite restaurant that isn't just a restaurant, but so much more than that. Um, before we finish up, I've got just five kind of rapid fire questions just to throw it to you. You can answer them just as quickly as 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 you'd like. And and then we'll go through that and just and just wrap up here. Are you ready? Sounds good. OK, first question is, what is a movie that you will watch over and over and over again?
1: Goonies. Love it. <laughs>
0: Goonies. Love it. <laughs> no no follow up needed. Um, if you were gifted $100,000 to give to one charity, cause, or organization, where would you send it?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Um, it would be a cross-machine, like the Boys and Girls Club, um, or something with, uh, with schools in underprivileged communities.
0: Love that. I love that. Uh, third question, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received?
1: Be yourself and keep it real.
0: Yeah. Keeping with that authentic and humble, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: Yeah. On a similar note to that, number four, what is something you wish you knew when you were in your early 20s or just starting your career that you know now?
1: Yeah. Don't worry so much about what other people think. Um, You know, stay true to yourself um, and own own your mistakes. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. those, Those are all great. And then number five, probably the most important question, What is your favorite item on the postino menu?
1: Ooh, I love our meatballs. The meatballs are fabulous.
0: Wow. No kidding. (laughs) Do you, Uh, do you make any uh, modifications or choose to have anything with them? Any special bread or anything?
1: um, You know, there's a few of our bruschetta that I think complement the meatballs. Well, you can't go wrong with like one of the, uh, Montreal tomato and basil, um, or the sweet and spicy pepper jam, um, or if you're looking to kind of wrap up with maybe something a little sweet after you can always do the prosciutto and fig or the brie and apple kind of like your dessert.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, Ken, again, I appreciate you so much for taking the time today. I've, I've had a lot of fun just chatting with you. I know that I always enjoy our conversations that we get to have and had a lot of fun talking today. And I know that there was, I learned a lot and just being able to talk about, the values of of this organization that we love so much and your own personal values and how that ties in again, I just really appreciate you uh, taking the time to be here today.
1: No problem. Anytime. Appreciate you having me, you know, and congratulations to you, you know, congratulations on the podcast, um, finding what I think is a home at upward projects. Uh, You know, what you showed us in the uh, interview, you've paid us back tenfold. So we're happy to have you um, and wish you luck in everything that you do. So thanks for having me.
0: I appreciate that Ken. And for our audience out there, if you, uh, learn something just about your favorite restaurant, about your own personal values or anything else. I appreciate you, uh, commenting, sharing, letting me know, um, value that this one added. I know that value that a ton to my life and, uh, we'll see you on the next episode.